Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nobody Asked Me. Today we are going to be talking about My Hero Academia, the movie, uh, Heroes Rising specifically. I was super excited for this movie to come out and it exceeded my expectations. So I'm actually really, really happy that I got to see it. Uh, I meant to record it last week when it first originally came out, um, but I actually caught the flu and everyone in my family did as well. So I'm finally now reading myself back with My Hero Academia. Um, this will come out tomorrow on Wednesday. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear what I have to say about My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. Uh, nobody asked me, but uh, I think I'm gonna tell you anyway. Uh, so this first half is going to be spoiler free and then I will spoil as much as the movie as I possibly can for you. It was so freaking good so definitely I really want to divulge into what basically the greatest parts about this movie because there's a lot. This movie is actually really good. Most anime movies, at least the last My Hero movie that I saw, um, the last one that they did, it was okay it was definitely good for their first movie but it was just kind of meh in, in comparison to this one and compared to heroes rising the last one was just kind of okay uh, but this one it was really good usually with most like spin-off movies uh, of anime it's just kind of it's kind of just an unnecessary bit to kind of so they can hurry up and try and finish the episodes or finish the season you're kind of just there with filler but kind of sometimes canon to the to the actual series so to see this one it was actually really good because it's canon but it's not canon at the same time so it was it's actually really good and I, I actually really enjoyed it uh, so this one is mainly um Deku and the rest of the class A um they essentially go to this island where they're basically doing a program uh for their class um just to be makeshift heroes in the small island because they don't have um, any heroes like they do in, in the main cities so they're now just kind of helping out and doing like small little hero works to kind of get get themselves up there and help better boost their their quirks uh so essentially that's basically what that is is mainly about i mean there's not really too much that you don't if you've never seen my hero it's a little harder to explain but if you've seen it and you're a fan and you know you know everything it's about it's it's really it's really it just picks right up to where you kind of need it um so essentially they're there to do the hero work um and of course a villain arrives when it's just them there there's no other heroes but them of class 1a um and they kind of now have to work together to defeat this villain um which i mean they do for most of the part anyways for most of the the movie they are working together even to do the smaller smaller parts of the job so it's kind of interesting to see how they now have to face this villain who's very extremely powerful and, and nothing that any of them have ever faced before so to see them kind of work together and and figure out like how can we get this villain and get him out of here um, essentially the villain is after um, a specific quirk that can help him stay alive and because he's seriously ill so it helps him stay alive um, with the quirk that he's looking for which of course so happens to be at this island that class 1a is at at this point so it's actually very interesting to see you know how they use their quirks um, how they can use their quirk to now face off this villain because the villain of course has different henchmen I think he has three different henchmen so they have to fight to see how they can defeat this villain that's probably been around for years and and they're still you know new to using their quirks against villains you know what I mean so it was definitely interesting to see. Um, 
I don't think there's any other like non-spoiler things that I can say. It was just, it was very well written. It was, the animation was amazing. Um, it was just very well versed. And I think it was just a really good send off from, I think season four is now over. If it's not, it's a very good send off from season four. So if you're watching the anime and you want to see the movie, but you didn't have time to go see it in theaters, you can definitely wait to see it until after it comes out. I'm just a huge anime nerd. So whenever an anime movie comes to a theater, because we don't get them very often, um, I, I want to see them. I want to support it. So they'll keep continuing to play anime movies, which there's a lot more that are coming in. Uh, like Digimon, I can't wait to see that. Um, grew that grew up with that throughout most of my childhood, so I really can't wait to see that one. Um, they played Broly, and they I don't think that AMC knew that Broly was going to be any good um, because it it only had maybe like two showings a day, um, but then a couple of days later, or a couple of weeks later, it was still in the theaters for like maybe like a month or two months, which is really surprising because usually when an anime movie hits the theaters, they only keep it around for maybe like two weeks but it, Broly was there for a while and even My Hero is still there and I think it's still going to be there for another month or two because it's doing so well in the box office and they had so many so many Showtime options which I was super duper surprised um even before like I brought I bought my ticket in advance and of course it was sold out because there's only like two or three showings that week that it came out and then um the day either the day before or the day of they had like I think they had like five or six extra showings because it was in such a high demand and it sold out so quickly I just I don't think they ever anticipate any anime movie doing that well because there's not at least to them there's not such a big audience for it but now that they see that a lot of people are buying the tickets they want to see them it, they want it to be at the theaters and not wait for it to go to immediately to dvd release they're starting to anticipate having more um having more show times for it so i i definitely enjoy the fact that they're doing that because it definitely needs to be out more there definitely needs to be more anime movies coming to the big screens and being shown at theaters because they are so good and so well versed. And even if you don't like anime, like there's still very good aspects to it. There's action, there's comedy, there's lightheartedness. It's everything that you want in an actual movie. Um, it's just, it's anime. So, I mean, of course there's some over-exaggeration to it and there's some parts that you're like, what the hell? <laughs> that didn't make sense, but it, it's an anime. So what else can you expect? But this anime was really, really good. This movie was amazing. Animation was key. It's, of course, the same voice actors, so I love it because I watched the show. It, it, it was just really good, and I think it was a really good send-off to, again, from season four and then coming into it, or even if you've never seen season four, even if you've never seen the anime but you're interested in it, it's really good to watch, and it's still kind of is relevant not still kind of, it is relevant to the story, so I think it really encapsulates that um, into the movie. Um, to kind of help you um, from that bridge from the show and coming now into the movie. So it's really good. Um, this is the part where I'm going to end off on. Uh, now I'm going to go into the spoilers for sure because there's so much to definitely talk about that you should really know if if you haven't seen it yet. If you have seen it and you just want to discuss it and you want to hear someone else's opinion for it, I definitely think it's a good conversation starter, um, especially if you're into anime. If you go to like cons and stuff, oh my god, this is probably going to be like a talk of a con talk not otaku talk of a con because it was such a, a really good movie and my hair is already super duper popular whenever you go to cons so this definitely just was the icing on the cake 
I do want to say this. Um, I, I don't think there were any like negative inputs to this movie because it was so good. So I'm, I'm really, I'm going to be talking very highly of it. I don't, there's only one part and that's towards the end, which we'll get to that I thought was kind of like, all right, Shonen, like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course this happened. Uh, so essentially in the beginning of the movie, um, the heroes ex- kind of explain like, oh, what they're doing there at this island. They're there to help this island that the one here that they had there is retiring. He's gotten older, so he can't keep up with all the, the needs of the island um, that the people need. So class 1A is now there to kind of just help until they can find someone new. So they're kind of already set in their roles. They kind of already know what they need to do. They have like where they're staying, they have like a little, um, like a call center, essentially. Again, this is the spoiler part. So if you don't want to hear anything about the the movie, um, definitely, you know, phase out (laughs) because I'm going to go deep indulge into it and tell you kind of why I really enjoyed this movie, why it was really good. And, um, just the one part that I was like, all right, we could have, we could have done without, but I I got where they, they did it. Um, but anyway, they're, so you kind of see now that they're, what their roles are, what they're doing in the island, who they're helping, how they're helping them. So like, for example, there was, uh, a villager who whose tractor kept dying the battery in their tractor so of course which his hero name now is really dope charge charge uzama i believe that's how you pronounce it um the electricity guy uh his it, it, his job was to help that guy charge his his battery so he could continue help uh, doing his field work uh ida's uh job was to take this old lady to the to the hospital to the doctor so that was pretty cool um there was like um uh, blocking in the road. So, uh, Minata, I believe that's her name. Uh, the acid, <laughs> acid lady. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't always remember how to pronounce her name, but I know who they are. Um, acid lady and, uh, the naval laser guy, um, sparkly forever. Um, they were in charge of helping, uh, help get a block blockade out of the, the middle of the road. Um, that's kind of how it starts. And then also you kind of get a brief introduction, um, with the villain, uh, who the League of Villains are now trying to transport to get to somewhere. He, of course, gets to where he needs to go, which is to his little minions. Um, and then they realize that, oh, he did all this. Um, again, if you haven't seen season four, this is kind of like, it's kind of bad. Uh, well, it's not bad, but it, it's really deep dov- divulged into spoilers. So the villain, whose name is Nine, he is trying to get to his uh, minions and, you know, he lets them know once he gets there that the work that he did with All For Ones, yeah, All For Ones doctor didn't help him succeed in the sickness that he had because of his quirk. And uh, he realized that he needs a cell rest- restoration, restoration, yeah, restoration uh, quirk that he doesn't have because he can copy quirks. Um, and that's the only way that he can be cured for forever, I guess. Um, they realize that it's kind of a big risk. They don't know who could have these quirks, but one of nine's quirks is to, it can see like who has the quirk that he exactly needs. Uh, so now they're on the hunt for that. And of course the hunt, the hunt leads them to the island, but we'll get to that point. Um, then 
back to class 1a they get a call for help for a kid gone missing and that's where you meet the little boy who actually has the cell restoration um, quirk that nine needs to survive um, and essentially uh, the little boy and his sister the sister has renounced heroes fair um, I don't really think they dive too deep into why she she did it but I, I think it's just because it's dangerous and they can die and all this stuff and so she's renounced heroes and kind of puts Deku to a test to to help find them and once he doesn't find them in an apple apple applicable <laughs> I don't know why I can say that an applicable amount of time you know she's like this is why you know I tell you not to be a hero you know they don't care and you know all that stuff but of course Deku being Deku he's like I'm sorry Asimase Asimase I'm sorry I didn't you know he he's just trying to help and I feel so bad for them but it was kind of a cute moment um, that Deku, he just really wanted to help them and he was happy that they were okay, you know, rather than, you know, of course them trying to play a trick on them, but he was just glad that they were okay. So that part happens and then fast forward, fast forward, they're still helping the town. Bakugo's not really doing anything because it's Bakugo and then, then that's when the, a little bit later, the villains then attack the island um, and kind of get everyone into a frenzy. There is a villain that we first meet who is called Mummy and essentially everything that he wraps in his, like his wrap that he has, um, becomes alive, but it has to be an, an animated object, which I thought was pretty cool, but he wasn't around for very long. So after he fights with Bakugo, Chajizama, and Kirishima, um, you, you literally never see him again because they capture him and Bakugo basically beats this guy's ass and then there's a large panic going on in different parts of the island so the heroes spread out uh but nine eventually finds the uh the little boy that he needs whose quirk he needs to steal and the little girl at at one point calls the heroes to try and help and Deku goes and tries to find them the same place he found them before when they had called to to say that that uh, someone was lost um and I just lost my whole train. <laughs> I lost my whole train. I thought I'm sorry. Uh, but Deku goes back to try and see if they're at that same place. They're not. So he goes to find them at their home. This is a small island. So you kind of know where everyone lives at this point. Um, so he goes to try and find them. He doesn't see them. Or he sees that their house is blown up. Um, and then he finds them with Nine, who's Nine's now trying to steal the little boy's quirk, of course. Um, and Deku tries to fight him fails miserably and I think at this point I'm kind of like why is Deku I feel like he's kind of like lowered his skill his skill level um I don't know I I feel like it's weird though because his skill level isn't as high as I expected to be because in every single opening episode the opener of the show the opener of even the movie he says he becomes the number one hero but his buildup compared to everyone else's in the class, class 1A, it's kind of slow. And I don't know if maybe it's just me and that's just how I visualize him, but he was getting his ass kicked. Um, and Nine almost stole his quirk, but he had too many. Because when you take Deku's quirk, when you take uh, all for one or one for all, when you take one for all, 
you take all of them. So all the past generation of one for alls you have to take with you. But being his name nine, he can only take eight quirks and have nine of them, uh, which I'm guessing is including his own, his, his one that he was born with, and then he can have eight others. Uh, but I think he was already at like seven or six or something. So he couldn't take all what there's like six or seven, uh, one for all users. So he couldn't take all of those quirks at once. So that happens. He tries to kill Deku now at this point, uh, Bakugo comes in and I tell you when Bakugo comes in, he does like this little slide, like baseball slide and tries to like kick him. Like it, it's so dope. I highly recommend watching it just for that specific part. Um, and with a different part that we'll mention here shortly. Um, but Bakugo coming in and trying to, to help save him was so freaking dope. Like I was like, oh, oh shit, it's about to get real because this looks epic as fuck. Like I think Bakugo's buildup into it was so freaking dope. And Bakugo's buildup in just in general, I think has been like very successful. Um, I, I think his buildup to, to what he is now after the fight with uh, Deku in... I think it was the last episode in season three or, or it was one of the episodes in season three His after his fight with Deku, I feel like he's really matured, although he's still a psychopathic crazy guy. I think he's really matured. I think he's definitely be pushing to become number one. I think he might become number one before Deku even does because his buildup, his arc, his whole like training fighting style I think has definitely gotten 10 times better than what Deku even has but then again now that I think about it spoiler for season four if you haven't watched it or I think this is a a spoiler past season four now no I think they're going to show this in season four Deku when he gets the his new quirk I definitely think there is a a new development for him because that'll help him train a little bit better. But I still feel like his training is definitely slower than what most people's are. Because even Kirishima in season four, when he's with Fat Gum and they're trying to infiltrate in the Yakuza, um, or not Yakuza, I'm sorry, into the overhaul, into overhauls, which I think they're like the Yakuza, into overhauls uh, base. When he fights that one guy who's just a boxer and just likes to kill people, his buildup is definitely a lot better. Even um, Ocho's, even her, like, I, I don't know why, but I feel like they're building Deku's buildup so freaking slow. And I just, it drives me insane because I'm like, he's supposed to be he's supposed to become the number one hero he's supposed to be the brand new all might but i feel like it it's just a very slow and steady buildup, and it's driving me crazy but <laughs> other than that when bakugo tries to come and help um of course he doesn't because this is a very strong villain one that they've never faced before so they're just you know they're, they're trying to get there um they of course get defeated in the first half um but the uh but nine being the villain and him being sick because he doesn't have the cell restoration uh, quirk, he um, he gets ill in the middle of their fight. So that thankfully kind of saves them from dying because he was going to kill them. Nine was going to kill Bakugo and Deku. Um, so that whole fight happens. They have to move with the village, uh, or sorry, with the islanders um, to like a little power plant area. They try to make a plan. 
um, on what to do next. And with the uh, little boy who Deku tried to save, who has a cell restoration quirk, um, he saves Deku and Bakugo because they weren't getting better with the doctors that they had. He used his cell restoration quirk to make them get better a little bit faster. Also, side cap, um, during the fight with Nine, there was also a fight with another villain all the way on the beach of the island. I don't remember this villain's name, but he's like a dog-dragon combination type thing. And he is the best villain that I think I've seen them make. Like, hands down, like, he has... Uh, he's super strong. He has wings, eventually, at one point. He can shoot out fire out of his mouth. Like, it was... His, his art style is so freaking cool. The way he's drawn is dope. And his powers on top of it, I think, are amazing. And I think he's just a cool-looking villain overall. And I really hope that they kind of, like, incorporate him into the actual show. I doubt they will, because, again, it's canon, but it's not canon. And it, it would be... It would be super dope if they did bring him over because I think he would definitely be interesting to see as a reoccurring villain in the show and not just on the movie. But usually how it works with anime movies is they show the villain just in the movie and then you never see them again, which really sucks because he would he would be amazing. If we just got him and no one else, I'd be totally happy and fine with that. Uh, but going on to the, sh- to the movie... Uh, they figure out a plan Deku and Bakugo come to and they're like well we have a plan and we're gonna destroy him we know what his moves are we know he gets sick um, when he does try to do a move or after using his quirk for so long we know he gets sick so that was their plan to make him use his quirk as much as possible the big fight happens they're now going to try and draw them out and have them you know fight different different heroes from what class 1a other than Bakugo and Deku are going to fight nine so now they're going to go and try and do that. They, the villains, of course, fall for it. They go towards them. Um, Tokioma, Tokiomi, Tokioma, Dark Shadow, and uh, Minata are now both fighting the lady with the weird razor sharp hair. Uh, the mummy guy, again, he's nowhere to be seen because he gets captured in the first half, which I kind of thought, that's eh, not really fair, but it's fine. And the wolf dragon guy is fighting Ida, uh, Todoroki, who else? Froppy, and someone else is with them. Oh, and Kirishima. That fight was dope. Um, it was really cool to see how they defeated him, which essentially, uh, it took a while, but Todoroki, uh, froze him to death, basically made him like an, an ice cube, uh, by stuffing his ice in his mouth as he tried to like blast them. That was really cool. Um, what else happens? I'm sorry. I, I just saw this movie a couple days ago. I don't know why now I can't remember. It's, it's, been, it's been a long week. I've been sick for a while, so that's probably why, but then they go and the, the cuts back to nine, nine and Bakugo are trying to fight, um, each other. It's not really working really well. They try to set different traps. It doesn't really work. Bakugo and Deku are trying to, to actually work together and fight Nine, which is it's a really dope uh, fight sequence, and I really enjoyed watching it. But they're failing miserably. <laughs> and uh, then eventually Nine kind of catches on, and he's now, you know, he's like, I'm so sick of it. And he uses, he has these little, like, um, I guess capsules, not really capsules, but he has like 
liquid thing in his back to where it'll help him restore a little bit of his health in case of an emergency. Uh, so it gets to that point to where they're fighting and he's feeling weak and so he uses the capsules and he feels better. He lets off this big electricity, which I think it's so funny that they used uh, Charjuzama to take in all of that electricity and basically get him back to the yay guy again. So then round two of fighting and Deku and Bakugo are now getting their ass kicked again. Um, they're now almost down for the count um, to the point to where they think they're about to die and the nine is going to take the cell restoration quirk. So the only thing that um, Deku can think to do is to transfer one for all to Bakugo. And when I saw he was going to do that, I was like, oh my god, this is it. This is going to be so dope. This is going to be so cool. Like, he's going to transfer it to him. Bakugo's going to kick some ass, and he's going to give it back. That's my, that's my thought. So he transfers it to him, and they're actually both, they both actually have now one for all. And they, like, turn into <laughs> Super Saiyans and shit, and their hair is glowing, and there's all this electricity around them. I thought it was corny, but it was it was cool. It was cool, but it was corny. Um, and then they finally, they can finally actually, like, fight him now at this point to where they're kind of on the same level. And this is the part that I really don't like. So they fight. And the fight is amazing still. The animation's really great. It's it, it's paced really well. And of course they, they beat him. Let's let's just get to that part. They of course beat him. I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna go into a full deep doll divulge bit by bit, detail by detail of how they did it. But of course they beat him and it's really great. But then all of a sudden you see the ember in one for all go out. And I'm like, no. What? So how can he become the number one hero? And then I remember, this is a movie. This is not the actual show. So this is probably not going to be canon. And then comes the part to where it's not canon. So the heroes start to arrive on scene. Um, All Might comes and he sees his two students, you know, just lying there, basically dead. And Deku's, you know, saying, I'm sorry, you know, you made a mistake. You gave it to me and I gave it to someone else. And now it's gone forever. And blase 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 and all my goes oh maybe he didn't actually transfer it to him and i'm like bro what <laughs> we saw it happen we saw the transfer happen there's no way it didn't and then he's like no that didn't happen <laughs> i'm sorry because this part is this is the only part of that i hated because i was like well i mean of course you had to make it so it didn't you know mess up the show but it was like come on bro so all might's like no that didn't happen what you did was or no what happened was is that one for all gave you another chance because your heart is so pure and so strong basically bullshit like that and i was like okay <laughs> like we all know that's not what actually happened but okay <laughs> like you you made it canon so it's not canon and so it doesn't interrupt the actual anime or the manga because this none of this happens in the manga of course because it's something brand new that he written but it was like come on bro y'all couldn't think of something just a little bit better than that when i first when i first saw it i thought it was just the first part that he said that actually happened when all mates said that oh he didn't actually they didn't actually touch hands so the transfer didn't actually fully go through 
when I first saw it, that's what I thought that they meant happen. And I was like, this is so stupid. This is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. And then I went to go back and resaw it. And me and my fiance kind of just discussed what happened. And I was like, that makes more sense. I mean, it's canon, but it's not canon. So, I mean, of course, that that whole thing is, I mean, just of course. So it's like, this is such a shonen ass movie if I've ever seen one. That was the only thing that I really didn't like about the movie, but I understand why they did it. So I'm not too hateful or spiteful towards it. I still give this movie a solid 10 out of 10. This is definitely one of my favorite anime movies ever because I love my hero. I love shonen and I love corny ass action, but it wasn't really corny. It was just that, that one part where they try to explain what happened. Like you didn't even have to explain it. Like we kind of just knew that it wasn't Deku was going to be without his powers, without his quirk, because it wouldn't make sense to the show, wouldn't make sense to the manga. So, I mean, they kind of didn't need to explain it, but I guess they did need to explain it for people who were just like, what happened? How do you get his powers back? Come on, it's shonen, it's a movie, It it's not, it's canon, but it's not canon, and we all kind of knew that. But overall, it was really good. The animation was amazing. The action was great great it was actually really well really well paced um usually with anime movies it kind of has like a slow build up and then you get you get that full-on action and then at the end you kind of get that well what the hell did I just watch all this for you could have just literally played 30 minutes of a movie and I would have just been happy but this one is actually really good it was really well paced um, the story was really well written um, and told, so I, I really j- enjoyed this. Other than the corny part towards the end, this was actually really, really good, and I think they did a really good job of of playing it and and doing it just in general. <laughs> that was just the stupidest explanation. I think they did a really great job. This movie was really great. Um, I can't wait until it comes out on DVD or digital or whatever because I'm going to buy it hands down I bought the other one which was Tale of Two Heroes or something like that I I bought the other one because that one was also good but this one was really good like a 10 out of 10 the other one was like a 8 out of 10 or something but this one was really good Heroes Rising was amazing definitely worth the money that I spent definitely worth the time that I spent watching it it was so freaking good. I really enjoyed it. I definitely think if you're a anime, even if you're just an anime fan and you've never seen a day in your life of my hero, this is still so freaking good to watch. Um, it has all the aspects of a shonen, so it's really good. Um, yeah, it, it's such a it's such a good movie to watch, such a good anime movie to watch. So I highly recommend it. Ten out of ten. Would definitely recommend again. I would definitely go see it again if I could. Um, but it was good. I loved this. I love this anime movie. It was so freaking good. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Again, this is a nobody asked me, but uh, you know, I tell you stuff anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys.